G'day and uh, welcome to another Safety at Work Talks podcast, this one for December 17th, 2018. I'm Kevin Jones, um, editor of the Safety at Work blog. I'm uh, currently uh, at the Australian Labor Party's National Conference for 2018. There's been uh, no overt mentions of occupational health and safety uh, here yet. So uh, today on day one, I went to the conference exhibition and spoke with Glenn Poole of the Australian Men's Health Forum about workplace mental health and uh, how he sees it operating um, at the moment and also uh, next year when it's going to be a very busy year on this issue. So here is my short conversation with Glenn. It's uh, Kevin Jones. I'm at the uh, Labor uh, National Conference and I'm talking to uh, Glenn Poole. And okay. I'm CEO of the Australian Men's Health Forum. CEO? You, and you're in a polo shirt. Is this the golf outfit? I'll have to go casual, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are at the conference. It's good. Not a lot of suits. Um, you're here at the conference um, at the Australian Men's Health Forum yep. booth. Um, how important is uh, men's health at the moment? And what response are you getting from conference delegates and observers? Okay, look, it's a really important issue. One very simple statistic, men in Australia die six years younger than women. So there's a health gap straight away we'd like to close. And from a political perspective, well, um, governments at all levels have a hand in what happens to our health and well-being. Uh, We've currently got a national draft men's health strategy running from 2020 to 2030. So we want to make sure that uh, politicians from all parties are supportive of that strategy and committing to putting funding into men's health for the next 10 years. Okay. Uh, Men's health is something that uh, even in my generation, we never thought about, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Why has it become topical? Why has it become an issue now? It's because that that life gap between uh, men and women or is there something else that that we've that we're starting to rethink men hey look maybe um, you know 30 40 50 60 70 years ago there were bigger social issues that we were concerned with we were concerned with um, you know war yeah, um, yeah, I remember nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah do you remember yeah, yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, and and guys were dying. Many many guys were dying before they even retired. So yeah. the the question the question of health and how we how we live a long healthy life is a very different one. It, it covered a, a much shorter period of uh, of time. One of the great things about uh, living in Australia is we have one of the longest life expectancies in the world. But we still got troubles that we need to address. So one of the um, one of the luxuries of being a wealthier nation is we can put more focus into things like how can we make sure that all all our population are living long, happy, healthy lives. And that's not just about going to the doctors and, and, and having checks for cancer and that kind of stuff, all of which is really important. It's about the other stuff, the social factors that shape our health and well-being. It's about our experiences of fatherhood. It's about how we educate our boys. It's about our relationships. One great stat I found out recently, do you know, um, if you lack social connection, if you're socially isolated, it's as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So we all know trying to get people to stop smoking is a health issue, but how do we address the fact that one in four blokes in Australia are socially isolated, don't have the social connections and relationships to support them through life? Yeah, I have a 25-year-old. I think I'll turn off the Xbox. That might help, although he argues it's socialising with people around the world. I think it's bullshit. Um, so, uh, but, um, rather than dealing with physical health, because uh, there have been various workplace programs for you know, blood, uh, blood pressure tests, all sorts of physical, semi-medical assessments. But mental health seems to be the biggest, one of the biggest hurdles that there is in men's health, in getting men to talk about it, 
but also to get the society generally to, un to accept it as, as valid as other mental health issues for other people. Yeah, and I think it's really great you, uh, you link that to work because we know that work can actually be really good for our health and well-being, yeah? yeah? Well, so, employment can be good, so sure. yeah. You could still be in a shit job working no, in a totally. shit job. No, totally. It can also be really bad for your health yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. so, so not having work generally is really bad for yeah. our health, generally speaking. Having good employment, that's generally really healthy. Yeah. But then it, work is also a risk factor. But one of the ways that, that, that work is, um, is a health benefit, apart from the obvious ones about having some money and having some purpose and mm. having some good social connections and social status, is the fact that the workplace is a great setting. I mean, I mean a lot of blokes spend more time at work than they do with their mates or their partner or mm. their kids, right? So the workplace can be a great setting to improve health and well-being. And historically, health and well-being at work was about make sure you don't fall off a ladder or yeah. make sure you carry that box correctly and don't sue us for having a bad back, right? Um, and that's all still important. And 92% of workplace deaths are, are, are blokes, yeah. so it's still a major yeah. issue. And about 72% of work-related illness are blokes and, and, and the majority of compensation claims at work mm -hmm. are blokes. But in recent years, and it's, it's really welcome, we've gone beyond looking at workplace safety being about physical illness but also about mental yeah. well-being yeah. and so a workplace is a great place where where the good programs actually they don't sort of focus in on the individual and say oh you go and see the psychologist because you know people are really wary still mm. of putting their hand up and work and saying i'm not traveling so well in terms of my mental health yeah. because they're going to think well i'm not going to get the promotion or i'm or they're going to kick me out when the, when, the, when, the, when the next round of redundancies come mm. because i'm the one that said i wasn't going so well with my <laughs> mental health but what does work really well is training blokes to look out for the mates because if mates blokes may, may not be great at getting help but blokes love to give help mm. so all the great workplace programs in terms of mental health they train blokes how to look out for their mates and two things happen as a result one they're surrounded by blokes who know how to look out for, for mental well-being mm. and the other is they've got some knowledge themselves so if they weren't traveling so well they've now got a bit of better understanding about their mental yeah. well-being. I yeah? agree I mean we're, we're socializing about men's mental health which I think is great but there's two there's two elements with uh, with any any of this any program like this is one it's you use the workplace as a conduit for health promotion but you also have to look at the, the systems of work that are contributing yes. to poor ill health. Yes. I think there's an awful lot of yoga and yogurt and a lot less systemic analysis. Would you would you agree with something like that? Yeah, totally agree. And that happens within individual workplaces. I won't yeah. mention it, but I was in a workplace not so long ago doing talks about um, mental health and particularly suicide prevention. And within that workplace of about 300 blokes, there were so many different subcultures. And there was one mm. group, group of blokes out in some porter cabins who were subcontractors and they, they actually they felt like they were entered into a different country and so um, and the guy I was with actually said well go and see those blokes because they normally get left they're normally the last ones to get to get spoken to about anything so there are hierarchies within, yep. within workplaces even workplaces that are doing it trying to do, do it right and trying to take care of, of well-being they're not reaching everyone so so, so having a Having vehicles where people can speak out, where people can be advocated for, is mm. really important. That's both on an individual level, like the individual whistleblower, but also thinking about those different groups within workplaces yeah. who, who aren't taken care of as well as they should be. Yeah. Just to wrap it up, one of the things that I've, I've seen a lot is that uh, people will acknowledge that they've got a mental health problem, they'll, take some, they'll go away get some treatment, but often they'll come back to the workplace 
and the workplace is exactly the same, which was contributing to the problem. Sure. So I think we've got to have that, help the individual, but also have a look at the environment in which that individual sure. is working, workloads, relationships, whole range of things at that workplace. Totally. And one statistic I saw recently was the blokes who were least likely to get help for their mental health at work were the ones who were the most likely to say, work is the most important thing mm. in my life. So work is really important. Yeah. We've got to make sure that people, and, and, and blokes in particular, have got a balance in their life. It's not, and, and work can support that. I think workplaces can do a much better job of recognising that people aren't just workers. They also have relationships and families, and these things are important to them. Yeah. And work should be encouraging that as much as they're encouraging hard work and productivity. Well, I, I think that the, there's a Royal Commission into Mental Health in Victoria, that there's a Productivity Commission in Mental Health nationally. I think it's going to be a very busy year for you. Sure. So best of luck, Len. Nice to yeah. talk to you. Thanks, Kevin. So uh, that was Glenn Poole speaking with me at the ALP National Conference in Adelaide on December 16, 2018. I'll be reporting on the conference in several articles in the uh, Safety at Work blog over the next few days, so please consider subscribing so that you can get an analysis of the OHS-related topics from the conference. But also you'll be able to get uh, full access to the uh, 11 years of articles that the uh, blog has uh, has been producing. The web address for the Safety at Work blog is, not surprisingly, safetyatworkblog.com. I hope that you've enjoyed this Safety at Work Talks podcast. Uh, you've been listening to me, Kevin Jones. Thanks very much for being with me. <laughs>